Good evening, the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, good evening, everyone. As we're continuing uh, and getting close to the end of our study of the Book of uh, of Joshua, uh, we we talked last uh, week about Chapter Twenty Third, and we're as we said, we'll split Chapter Twenty Four into two um, sessions this time and next time, God willing. So, uh, with that, it's uh, it's uh, important also to. Uh, to review again the whole purpose of, of the book of Joshua. And as we said from the beginning of the study, from the first time that uh, we can't just look at it as uh, story and history and just events, but it's actually everything uh, is is uh, very, very relatable to who we are. And another thing that we said from the beginning is uh, Joshua in the Old Testament uh, parallels uh, Ephesians in the New Testament. It's that book of victory the book of blessing the book of all what we have the promises that we have that's why again if you look at kind of like the the the, the line of joshua and the line of Ephesians, you see that they're both very very close to each other very close the the same mindset the mindset of here is what god has given us who we are the identity the blessing the victory that we have how we can obtain and how we can claim that victory as the people claimed the the the, the promised land and from the beginning we also talked about uh that you know from 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 chapter one of joshua lord uh recommended and requested three things uh assignments for joshua which is again to lead the people to uh, conquer the enemy and to divide the land. And, you know, through the, all the events of Joshua, you see again, from the time they gathered together, from the time they heard the first uh, speech and the, the first sermon, if I may say that, from Joshua to the people and what God has given him in order to go and, you know, uh, abide by the, by the, by the uh, commandment and the, by the law of Moses. And as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. And you go through all that prepping and then going through the Jordan and going through Jericho and going through the big battles that we talked about, you know, and the ups and downs. Remember again, as, as it's written in Deuteronomy, and as we said it before, that the Lord told them from the beginning, the promised land is a land of what? Hills and valleys. So, you know, don't just uh, uh, think and expect that everything is going to be up high and it's going to be, you know, uh, 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 dandy and cool and nice and easy and uh, you're just going to go and enjoy. No, you're not going to go and enjoy. Yes, you'll go and enjoy, but through what? Through a struggle. So he went through all those things and went through, again, that process of, of actually at one point in Joshua 18, when, when it says that, you know, uh, Joshua had aged, right, and still too many land to be conquered yet, but the Lord told him what? After, after listing all the enemies and all the, 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 the nations that are surrounding him, that he still hasn't got, got, got two of them yet, he said that then what? I will give it to you. <laughs> You just need to relax now, just need to take a break, start to divide the land and enjoy the inheritance that I'm giving you in order to be able to continue. And then we, we, we learned again more and more about several issues here and there as far as, again, the ups and downs, the hills and the valleys. And all this is, again, as we remember and as we cannot, can, we cannot forget and we can never forget that, again, Joshua is the prototype of Jesus. Yeshua, Yeshua, Jesus, the same name, which is the Savior, the Savior. So let's keep keep that in mind as we uh, conclude and come to the end, pretty much, of the book of Joshua. And all this, again, reflects on us, how we you know it. The promised land is, is actually the kingdom of God here, now, on earth, that we're living this. We are in his rest, right, as St. Paul says in Hebrews. We are already in his rest. What does that rest mean to us? And how we can really enjoy the rest while we are still actually struggling, you know, that paradox that is always, always, you know, the mystery, <laughs> you know, as we say, you know, as you talk about it in orthodoxy, that's mystery of, of being uh, crushed, but not being defeated, right, being still joyful for that. Come to, as we said, to two major uh, final uh, speech from Joshua. 23 and 24. 23 was, again, was uh, uh, not so long of a chapter. I think it's 16 verses only. And we talked about it last time. And the idea here, if, if, we, if we can title chapter 13, is what 
God is telling his people, be aware there is a future danger. There is a future danger. So if we can just give a title for chapter, for chapter 23, that God is telling the people what? Be careful. Be careful, right? And as we said before, if you remember again last time, he gave them the choice between either clinging to the Lord or clinging to the nations, right? And we said that cling is, is, is the word dabak, in, in Hebrew, which is uh, in Arabic, which is like getting very, very close, very like you become one, basically. So you either cling to God or cling to the nations. It's your choice. I'm giving you, and I'm, he gave them, okay, you gotta follow me, cling to me, love me with all your heart. Here is what, what's there for you. And if not, here is what's there for you, right? Same thing as he told Moses in the in the past, you know what? I put between in front of you the what the blessing and the Curse. Remember the two, the two, the two mountains, right? Here's the blessing and here's the curse. And he told them at the end, what well, choose life to live. Choose life to live. It's right in front of you. So comes chapter 24 again, more and more details, and not just details, more and more bringing the the the, the mind of Joshua and of the people of Israel and of us now to two things that are very, very important. The past blessings and the current responsibilities. So if we give uh, 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 a title to, to chapter 24, as you will see it, you see that it uh, talks about, about uh, past blessings from one to 13 and from 14 to 33, the future responsibility or the, not the future, sorry, the present responsibility. Present, so again, three things, 23 and 24. 23 is the future danger, right? If you don't, Abide, if you don't obey, here's what's gonna happen to you. Don't come back and cry and say, what, you are so, whatever. No, I told you from the beginning, it's your choice, based on your choice, You this will happen or this will happen. So this is the future danger, right? Chapter 24, we'll break it into two. And then there is a part at the end that we'll talk about it. But again, from one to 13 of chapter 24 is the past blessings. And he takes it, he brings it back to all the time from the time of whom, it's amazing, we'll discuss it here. From the time of even the father of Abraham, Sarah. And we'll, 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 we'll ask like this question, like why taking it all the way there? So from one to 13, the past blessing, what has God done for the nation of Israel? And then from 14 to 33 is the current responsibility. Now we know there is a future danger. You know that I've been with you and I've been blessing you all the time. Now, what is your responsibility? Now, now, and as you can see, this is a very, very, very relevant to our life, to our journey, to our journey, always, always, you know, look and see what, what, what danger is, is, is coming against, what kind of fight that we're having, always remember the blessing and always see what, where are we at now, where are we at now. So those are the three things we'll, we'll probably try to cover, you know, at least half chapter 24 now, and then the other chair, the other part will be uh, next time, and then we'll conclude, uh, we'll conclude that. So with that, let's read, let's read at the end again, the last two verses of 23, Joshua 23, and then as a transition into chapter 24. Let's read 23 from 14 and 15 and 16. I'll, again, I'll read from the ESV. And now I'm about to go the way of the, all the earth. This is who's, talk, who, who's talking here? Joshua is talking. He's saying, and we talked about this, that now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. And he calls death the way of all the earth. Because this is what, as we talked last time, it's a reality. This is, what, who, this is everybody is going. This is the way of all the earth. And you know, in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you, not one of them has failed. But just as all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you have been fulfilled for you, so the Lord will bring upon you all the evil things until he has destroyed you from off this good land that the Lord your God has given you. If you're if you transgress the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them. And we talked about the idea, again, the repetition of bowing down. Bowing down meaning what? You're submitting. You're submitting. Like when I bow down to a person or to somebody in a way that I'm submitting, I'm giving all the authority to that. So here he goes, 
if you go and serve other gods and bow down to them, then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you and you shall perish quickly from off the good land that he has given you. And this all speech was done where, as we said last time in the beginning of the chapter, in Shiloh, the place called Shiloh. We'll see chapter 24, which is actually in another place. And, and we'll stop for a minute here, why that specific place? So let's just read, you know, from one to 13 verse, verses first, and then we'll, we'll stop and see uh, where are we at with, with this. So. <clears throat> Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shekin. So here now he's gathering them into Shekin. And if you go back again to 23, that he, he, he gathered them all into Shiloh and, and start to talk to them about this. Here he is gathering them in or to Shekim and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and officers of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Take a note, he doesn't say they presented themselves before whom? Before Joshua, right? Like, yes, yes, you are the leader, but you know, we're getting, getting old, they're gonna die, so we're in front of God now, right? Presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, long ago, your fathers lived beyond the Ephraim, Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahor, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac. And to Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. And I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it. And afterward, I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt, and you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought you with you, and I gave them into your hand, and you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, the king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel, and he sent and invited Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Indeed, he blessed you, so I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the leaders of Jericho fought against you, and also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I gave them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you. The two kings of the Amorites, it was not by your sword or by your bow. I gave you a land in which you had not labored, and cities that you had not built, and you dwell in them, you ate the fruit of vineyard and olive orchards that you did not plant. Let's just stop at this point. Very, very, very strong text. What, what, before we go on, what are your observations about the text? What do you think? What kind of hits you? Again, remember we're saying the last chapter was more of what? The future danger. This particular passage that I read from one to 13 is what? The past, what? Blessings, the past blessings. And then we'll go on to what's next after this. What's in this passage that kind of, you know, spoke to you or hit you, you stopped at, you were questioning? What do you think? You know, what I noticed is that he kept emphasizing the point that he gave them everything and they didn't do anything. Like they got everything on like a golden platter and they still didn't treat it properly. I gave you, I did, I took you, I, yes, exactly, exactly. Which means what, Juliana? From even the story of, of Abraham, means what? God, not always with them, God is always what? Has the first initiative. He's the one who chooses, right? And as it said here, 
which is very, very kind of details, you know, we cannot, cannot neglect this. Then when he talks about Terah and Nahur, he said that what they were what? They served other gods. So they, there is no, nothing good in them, right? It wasn't like they were pious or they were already, you know, worshiping the Lord. No, it was like, you, you were nothing. Your father, which is Abraham, his fathers were what? Pagans. <laughs> but I am the one who chose. I am the one who did that. Okay, what else? What else? Yes, Albir. Okay. It's the history. It's exactly in order from Tarah till 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 now. Then, yes. Right. Yes. From 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 nothing to a nation, his nation. It's a very good point. From nothing. So he made them his own nation, right? His own people. Out of what? Out of nothing. Out of parents who were pagan. Right? What else? Specifically on this point, Albir, let me maybe comment on something. As when you read this, as for God, there is no what? He's reading the whole, as the whole timetable is on his, in front of him, on a table, right? It's not like he's like, that was past and that was, no, it's like actually looking at the whole thing as, as, as it's happening, right? Because that's what we, we know, like, in God's eyes, there is no past or tomorrow or future. It's all open in front of him, right? And so the, that whole effort that he puts in his, in, in, in his people to make them his own nation is like what? It's like he's seeing this right now, right? He's seeing this right now. And it's a very, very good point also because to us, you know, you, a lot of times we're either stuck in the past or worried about the future or, you know, we can't get out of where we at or whatever. And we think like, okay, but forgetting that in front of God, it's all what? It's all open. It's all the same, right? There's a plan. And it's all fit together. Every single piece and every single time period fits into that plan. What else? What else? Have you noticed how, how he is addressing them in the past by you, <laughs> right? Look, like, look, look what I'm trying to say here, you know. Um, say, for example, verse four or five. I sent Moses and Aaron, I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it, and afterward I brought you out. I brought you out. Who is you? Is it this current generation? No. So why is he addressing them by you, not like I brought them out of Egypt? Why do you think that is? The nation as a whole, exactly, right? It's not like them and now and you, right? No, I had the plan with all of you because you are all mine, right? So it doesn't matter that, no, I brought them. No, I brought you, although they were not brought out of Egypt. They weren't even the, 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 they are the next generation, right? So the holistic view of God, like you are my people, you are my people, right? And what I do is I do for you as a nation, right? As a nation, not as generations. And that's a beautiful thing because a lot of times when you look at the New Testament said, like, for example, when the Lord said, you know, it's, I tell you that this generation will not pass unless you see. And then we're like, how come? You know, that generation passed already. What are you talking about? But that generation is what is our generation, his people, right? His people. 
the one the oneness right so we are in that generation which is from the time of the incarnation till now that is the generation of the world right and that that's a very important thing also because sometimes you're like okay you know but how come he did this and then what is he doing we we we, we forget the fact that we are all what he, we are his nation regardless of the time regardless of the time that's another point what else other thoughts major events okay yes major events from the time again of his first initiative to abraham right i am the one who chose you right and then going into jacob and going to esau and going to joseph and going into the promised land and going into the 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 amorites and going into balaam and going to the very specific events very specific events right as again none of this happened by what by chance it is all part of the plan right it's all part of the plan to come to this point right now to come to this point right now even not only that but even the the as i said the place that the the joshua gathered them again he gathered them where in shakim what is shakim if you look at at the history of of the old testament and look at shakim shakim was a very 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 important place it's located first of all shakim is where god promised abraham and that his descendant would inherit the land this is in genesis genesis 12 6 and 7 first place in shakim where the first time god gave promise to abraham to say you know what i will give you this and this and this right and Shechem also the place where Jacob built an altar. That's in, in Genesis 33:20, where he built the altar for the Lord. Shechem was located between Mount, Mount Ebal and Mount Gerzim, where are the two mountains, one for the blessing and one for the curse. And that place where the people stood, knowing and seeing this is the blessing and this is the curse based on your choice, right? So Shakim itself was not just a, a, a coincidence or a, or a, or a, or a by, by haphazard uh, uh, choice, but that location where he's coming again and renewing this and reminding them with this is what is on, on all those events. And all those events, again, that are very, very, very important to the people and to the nation of Israel, right? Which brings another point we can probably even stop at it sometime, which is you know, linking our, our actual physical and, 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 and spiritual relationship with God to a place, to a place, right? Have you thought about this before? Like a physical place, yes? Which is definitely the, 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 the most common place would be the church itself, right? Like, well, why can't I just, why do I have to go to church? I can just go to my room and go and stay in my house and say a couple of prayers and, you know, shut the door and just, that's what the Lord said, right? Go to your room, shut the door and pray. Why do I have to go to church? Church is the holy land, the house of the Lord, right? That's the, the, the common phrase in Coptic, Shreti, Ecclesia, Antini, Angelos, hail to the church, the house of the angels, right? And when we were little, we were, we, we were taught that, that whenever, you know, when we back home, whenever you go, there is a church, right? And then what we were taught at that time, whenever you pass by a church, cross yourself with the cross and say, hail to the church, the house of the angels, right? This is the holy place. Well, God is everywhere. Yes, God is everywhere. But God said, I want my place that I can come and this will be dedicated to me. So when we come to church, is this really the holy place that really links the place with the, with the, with the fact, with the event, or not? That's a very important question also, right? I don't know, is this like a, a, an off-topic type thought, or what do you think of that? Linking the place to the event. What's our experience with that when we come to the church and see, like, this is, this is the house of the Lord? You know, I find peace. What do you think of that?
what does it take in order to realize that the plate is holy, right? I'm not just going to attend something. No, I'm going to the house of the Lord. What does it take? Of Saint Anthony, yes, 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 right, the presence, right, right. You know, you, you reminded me of, uh, let me share this real quick with you. And, and when I was visiting my uncle, uh, in Sydney, in Australia, um, that whole street that the church is on was purchased by a Chinese in investor to tear it down and just build, you know, uh, uh, other things. So they bought everything except for the church. <laughs> so the church was in the middle. And then they approached him with a, you know, ridiculous amount of, of millions of dollars to buy the church, right? Beautiful, beautiful church, huge, big, you know, it's been there forever. So I, I kind of like, you know, I was there when that conversation happened between the board and between, between Avona and like, okay, we have that offer and we, you know, it's whatever, you know, million dollars that they're gonna give us in order to, 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 to give them the church and, and then we can just go build whatever. And with all, you know, I always talk about him, but with all the humility that he has and the, the everything, he stood in front of us like, no. Like, what do you talk about? Like, you know, like at that time, it was like $80 million or something like this, ridiculous. Like, no, we can't, we can't bring down the church. We can't sell the church so they can just, you know, get rid of it. And he started to bring a paper and a pencil and said, this church has been built since years so and so. And he used to pray every single day a liturgy. And I prayed like, you know what, daily a liturgy, everything. So whatever amount of number of this multiplied by this multiplied by this, we have that whole amount of number of liturgies and that consecrated the place. I will never sell this place. <laughs> and he won the case. Like, you know what? You're, you're, yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. The presence of God in the place. Right? And we should, we should be aware of that. When we come to church every time, on the way to church, we should be aware of that, that this is the holy land. This is the place of God. I mean, we, 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 go, we go as a pilgrimage and go and visit the holy land and visit this and this and this. And then we have the house of the Lord, right? So it's just, a, just another note to consider as we, we, we study this, like this, this place, you know, the, he, Joshua brought all the people to this place because that place, he knew that it will have an impact on them, right? So again, we're talking about the past blessings, right? The past blessings of, of uh, God's work with the people. This is again, all before Joshua is about to die and they were about to start a new era after this, which again, sadly, as I was saying last time, it didn't go the way it's supposed to be. It did not. Why? Because they, they, they didn't pay attention to the basic things that he told them to pay attention to. Just being obedient. So you see, again, being disobedient erased a whole history, right? And, 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 and allowed them to go into all the, the trouble and all the captivity and all the uh, 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 problem and issues that they went through. Although God's mercy brought them back again. To, to himself. Another thing that's very important as we study again and we compare 23 to 24, 23 was mainly talking more about the land and about the, the, uh, the nation, the land and the nation, the land and the nation, right? But you look at chapter 24, it all talks about whom? Look at the text again, right? And, and again, you know, uh, says the Lord, I did this, I gave you, I, I, I and, and all talks about what? About what the Lord did, about what the Lord did, right? So it's, it's really 
kind of the, 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 the text is, is, is getting our attention to something that's very, very important, which is again, the presence of the rule. In, in 24, from two to 13, in the text, it mentions the Lord 21 times. 21 times, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Why he's trying to see what? This is your everything. And he's the source of everything. And he's the one who did all those things for you, right? So when, 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 you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you receive something and you know, and you realize how, what is the value of that thing? How do you deal with it? How do you approach that? If you don't know the value of it, say somebody gave you a, 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 a gift. Here we come with, with close to the Christmas season, right? And somebody gave you a gift and it's very valuable, but didn't tell you that it's a valuable thing. It's just another normal box, normal wrap, normal everything. And you just take it within other, other gifts and you just do what with it? Put it on the shelf, throw it somewhere, not paying attention. Right? I, I'm not expecting that you give me so valuable and precious gifts. So it's just going to be there. I get to it when I can. And it's just going to be another, another one of those gifts. And just gonna, right? But if, 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 if you have the news, <laughs> if somebody, you, somebody you know, uh, told you, tipped you that, you know what, this is going to be a very, very precious gift. What would you do with it? Take good care of it. Right? Open it right away. See what's there. Value it. Right? Appreciate it. Bring it. Protect it. If you have kids that are running around the house, like, no, don't, you know, don't get close to this. Stay away, right? You put it in the most, you know, valuable and safe place. That's exactly what God is trying to tell the people here. Here is what I've done with you since not even Abraham, not, but what his father, Sarah, and, right? Why? Because he is the one who chose. They had nothing. They weren't anything, but God's choice who came and said, Lord, come, follow me, and I'll make you a nation. Really? <laughs> and they can see that right now, right? So the, you, know, you, you see the history and where they started from nothing and looking at themselves right now in the promised land, having all the land divided, having all the, land, the, the, the inheritance being, being, being uh, 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 in their hand, right? And I'm like, wow. It, it happened. All those promises, all those events, all those talks, all those things, it's now what? Here, we're living it right now. We're living it right now. And I think that's a very, very, another important point. Do we appreciate what we're living or not? Do we know that we are living in the promised land? We're living in the time of the, of the grace, in the time of the salvation, in the time of the strength, or we don't? And because we don't, sometimes, and a lot of times, sadly, we take it what, so light. Take it so light. And I think it's a very good point now as we study this with all the, the, the speech and the, and, the, and, the, and the talk and the message that Joshua was giving to the people, like to, for us to take some time and to understand exactly again, what do we have? That's why I was saying in the beginning, you put, put Joshua in one hand and put Ephesians in the other hand and you see exactly what he's talking about. When Ephesians says that, Blessed is God, the Father, who blessed us with all the heavenly blessings in heaven and the spiritual blessings. And, and, and he made us, you know, uh, sons and he, the adoption. And, the, you know, you see, this is what we have, right? But unless we stop, unless we pause, unless we look at what we have, unless we, to again, open that gift and see what's in it, it's just going to be another gift in the other million other gifts just going to sit in the, on the shelf, worthless while it's worth every single thing. Do we know what we have or not? Is a very, very big question. We are living in that time. And I feel honestly, day after day, it's been, it's been, you know, the enemy is stealing it away from us with every aspect, with every way, with every thing, whether you can imagine it or you cannot imagine it. But devil is trying to steal that gift that we have. And the sad thing that we are not paying attention. We're not paying attention to what, what's been taken away from us. And then we're like, Lord, why are you leaving? Like, I didn't leave you, Habib. 
I am the one who started this from the beginning. I chose you to come to me. And I chose to come to you, not only you to come to me. I chose that I come to you and come to your land and come to your, your, your nature and to lift you up and to make you one with me and to elevate you and to restore you. But we are not paying attention to this. So in, in this passage here that we see, actually we see four things within the, the passage that I just read from one to 13. You see, and I want you to tell me, I'm gonna mention the title and you tell me where. Number one, again, I said it hundred times so far in the last half an hour, but number one, God chose Israel. God chose Israel. Where in the text does it, does it show that? Somebody can say something because I'm tired of speaking. God chose Israel. Mention a verse that shows in what we read from 1 to 13 that shows that God chose Israel. I'm going to put the screen here on the, the text on the screen also for the online people. So you have no, you have no uh, excuse. The same verse 3. Verse 3. I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many I gave him. So number one, God gave or God chose Israel. Okay, okay. Number two is God delivered Israel. Show me a verse that shows that God has delivered Israel. Come on, guys, it's very obvious. Just, just say something. Verse six. Verse six. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt and you came to the sea and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, but he put darkness between you and Egyptians and this. Right? As we're seeing this again, don't look at this as just an event and a history and a story of them. No, try to find this also in my life now. Where and how did God choose me? Where and how and how often and how strong that he is actually delivering me? Right? We have to, to live that mind. Otherwise, we're just looking at history. Yes, I brought your fathers out of Egypt. Do we really know that we were brought out of Egypt? Not literally, because we were brought out of Egypt, but, uh, but Egypt in the bad meaning, in the bad sense, right? Are we, are, we, are we realizing that we were brought out of Egypt into the, into the wilderness with him? Or we're still stuck with that? So number one, God chose you. Number two, God delivered Israel. Number three, Show me a verse that shows God guided you. God guided Israel. God guided Israel. Where? Eight. Thank you, Em. Then I, I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you and I gave him into your land, gave them into your land, into your hand, and you took possession of the land and destroyed them before you. I guided you where to go and how to fight and where is your enemy, right? I guided you. Again, do we know and do we feel and do we understand? Do we see that God is guiding us or not? Are we really submitting to his guidance and asking him to guide us or we're just going on our own plan in every single thing? In every single thing. It's very easy to get so much distracted with everything because I have to make a decision. I'm really struggling with this, you know, issue now or with this uh, uh, whatever that is really, really kind of bothering me. And I start to think and think and think and think. And the simple thing that I should do from the beginning is to bring my heart and my lift up my mind to God and say, God, please give me guidance. I don't do that. And that's why I'm always troubled. So he chose them. He delivered them, he guided them, and then uh, number four, he gave them their land, gave them their land. And this is very obvious again in the verses here in the, in the text that I gave you the land. In which verse is that? 13, I gave you a land in which you had not labored and cities that you had not. This is a very, very beautiful verse, right? Right? He didn't do anything. 
You didn't do anything. I gave you a land which you had not labored and the cities that you had not built. And you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyard and olive orchards that you did not plant. I can see in a little, in 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 in, in a way, a little bit of sarcasm here. Like what? Like you know, I give you everything, right? And you're enjoying it. You're enjoying it, right? Again, you look at how easy and how accessible God to us, literally. And you look at other people who are really struggling. I was talking at one point with a with a with a uh, Hindus girl, and uh, talking about prayer. And and she goes like, you know, uh, her brother was converted to Christianity, but she wasn't. So she like like was hearing hearing that whole thing about Christianity, about God, and everything, but she still can't can't grasp it. Can't like. So she goes, I'm really struggling with the fact of prayer, praying to God, like. Which God? So I say, like, why? And she goes, like, because we have too many gods. Like, just the idea of, like, what am I supposed to talk to? And who am I supposed to talk to? And what should I say? And this is nowadays. We're not talking about, you know, paganism in, you know, the, the, the fifth century or whatever. No. People now. Other nations now. So she goes, that, I, that simple idea that I can pray to a God, like, it's totally foreign to me. I gave you a land that you did not labor, and cities that you have not built. Right? When you go to rent a, a cabin or go to an Airbnb or go in a resort or something, something that you haven't labored, but it's a nice place, how do you, how do you treat it? Away from the deposit and being uh, afraid to lose your deposit, but how would you treat a place that is nice, that is not yours? Right? Very to the best, best. Right? How about how about that relationship that he gave us? Right? You know, it's it's. I think when we start to put things in the right perspective, again, it's it's simple. The relationship with God is very simple. It doesn't need you know, well, a genius to discover it. You know, I've given you everything. Here it is. If I see it in the right way, like that, that makes sense. I owe you my life. Whatever you ask from me, I give it to you. I'm yours. Have you heard that before? Like somebody really got into, you know, God forbid, like a very, very bad accident or event. And then, you know, God, if you get me out of this, I'm all yours, right? And literally it happens, right? Why? Because a person who, who've literally seen death, right? And at that, you know, moment he said or she said not god i'm all yours i'm really yours i'll give you everything if you get me out of this and because how much they appreciate that like literally that's yes i'm all yours i'll give you everything right? it's the same thing he gave us everything he gave us life he gave us eternity he gave us that he is our father he gave us uh, uh, an orchard of olives and a vineyard that we haven't labored in order to eat to enjoy he gave us his body and blood Again, past blessings, but also as we'll see more and more what present responsibilities, present responsibilities. And again, all this Joshua is telling the people, again, here is what happened to you. So remember this, because this, what will keep you together and with him together. But again, that simple disobedience that brought everything down. Another thing that in this passage also, and we'll see it more and more in the next week, is actually, you know, again, I said in, in the first chapter 23, talking more about the nation and the land, the nation and the land, the nation and the land, okay? Here talks more and more again about God and about what the Lord and serving him, serving him. It says again, you know, uh, serve was mentioned 15 times in his address. In this, in this, you know, particular uh, talk, and we'll we'll talk more about what does that mean to serve. What does he mean when he when he mentioned fifteen times, serve the Lord, serve the Lord, serve the Lord, right? 
it's uh, it's just to give you a hint on that you know the 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 word uh serve you know this is more of, of, ne of next time but I'm just going to give you a hint a hint of that in in uh, uh, for 14 for example now therefore fear the lord and serve him in sincerity when you when you when you look at at the word uh, serve it's the common word in hebrew which is very close to the arabic which is abad yabud abd serve meaning actually to serve to be in a way a slave Really, the God doesn't want us to be a slaves for him? Well, that's what St. Paul said. Doulos, right? What is doulos in Greek? Slave by what? Slave by fill in the blanks. Doulos in Greek means what? You see this all the time in St. Paul's beginning of his letters. Paul, the servant of the Lord, right? The Greek is doulos, which is, again, slave by? Twice. By choice, thank you. Slave by choice. I'm yours. I'm yours. And I will agree and I will love and I will intentionally be your slave because this is my choice. I've talked about it before with when we talk in the Old Testament in, in Exodus and I think in Deuteronomy also, the 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 law of the of the of the slave by choice, where the slave will come in the in the All what all yours forever. Like you're free to go. Like, no, I don't want. You. I don't want you. I want to be yours forever. And that is the word. We'll talk about it more and more next time. Abad, Ya'bud, Abd, servant, slave, but slave by choice. Why by choice? Because I'm not losing anything. I'm not losing any freedom. Actually, I'm gaining all the freedom. I'm being very, very free in him and through him. And through him. So, with this particular passage, if you want to just stop at this point so we can finish the next or the other half from 14 to 33 next time, and then we'll just summarize everything later. But again, what we're talking about today is, is what is very, very important, which is what the past blessings. And it's not actually past, because based on the past blessings, we are living with our present now where we at right now is based on that do we appreciate that do we know it do we do we remember it right that's that's the point right that's why in the holy liturgy when we say that we are commemorate his holy what passion and his and his ascension to him right we bring all that past to the present now because this is all when he did this, he just didn't do it just for the history, for the for the for the for the records. He did this for what? For us. When we come and meet his holy passion, that is for us, and we are in him. His resurrection, that is for us, and we resurrected with him. His ascension to heaven, we ascended to heaven in him and with him. Right? His second coming, we're living the second coming from now as we are living heaven and earth. So Joshua here is trying to say, this is all yours, right? This is all yours. From the time of Abraham, before Abraham, from Abraham's father, Terah, right? Who was living and, and, and worshiping what other? Serving. It's kind of interesting that he's using the same word, right? Using the same word. Again, you know, in, if you look at it again to the text itself, uh, Joshua uh, 24, uh two right look look again because look at two and then we'll look at 14 next time and see that how he's again it's not just you know uh by 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 chance that he's using the same thing but in in two joshua said to all the people thus says the lord of the god of israel long ago your fathers lived beyond the euphrates terah the father of abraham and of nahor and they served other gods right which is very very interesting because that's exactly what he's telling them not to do to do, right? Do not serve other gods and do not bow to other gods because that's where you were. And that's not who you are now. 
And that's why St. Paul says that all the old things are gone. Everything is new. So how can you go back to the old things? That's exactly what he was telling Galatians, if you remember when we were studying Galatians together. You foolish Galatians, how can you go back again? So in the text here, you see it's very, very obvious. He's saying that how can you go back and serve other gods who were your forefathers doing? And I am the one who got you out of this. Is it that cheap? <laughs> That's what he's saying. That you go back again after all those years and go back again to the time of, of Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, and to go back and to serve other gods like they were doing. Didn't you learn the lesson? Didn't you see the love? Didn't you see all what I've done for you and what I've done for you? How can you go back again? How can you go back again? And it's, it's very, very amazing love. When you see with that kind of message, with that kind of, of, of text, like, you know what, I've done this. So is it, again, you know, is it, that's exactly what, what St. Paul says in Hebrews, right? That you are, you are, you are what? You're, you're stepping on the blood of Christ and making it as if it's nothing. Okay? After all what I've done for you, and you just go back again to the first thing that your forefathers were doing. Like as if all those things that he's listed are what? Nothing, in vain, wasted. So it's, it's, that's why I'm saying, again, it's, it's, it's very, very strong close to the, to the book that he's bringing everything and bringing and linking everything from the time he chose Abraham as his parents were pagan and, and serving other gods to the present time and telling them again, Please don't go back again. Because all what I've done so that they are become that they become again my own people, precious people, royal people, people that I become for them a father, and they become for me what? Children. Children. So how can you go back again? But again, sadly, he did. He did. And sadly, we do. <laughs> after all this and we just we take it very 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 light and we take it very very you know again here we are you know, we'll talk about this god during tomorrow here we are in the fast and then again we st you start to hear all those you know but was there really fast and what is the idea of the fast and what you know and all of this as you're trying to 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 to, to argue about something that is very very you know simple very simple just show something. This is the gospel of tomorrow. How the how we can go through the, the 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 affliction and go through carrying the cross. The simple way of carrying the cross is to deny the body, not because the body is bad or evil, but because we want to appreciate what we have. That new man, that new nature, that is being fed on the word of God, not on the bread. And this is the whole point. So I think it's, 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 it's time for us to actually, you know, to start with ourselves and to, to spread that teaching and to spread that mindset. When we are living it, when we are really, you know, enjoying it, when we are really convinced that this is exactly, again, back to the gift, the precious gift that we have. It. So we'll go out and tell everybody, hey, you know what I've got for Christmas this year? Right? Come look, right? We do this with our gadgets, with our phones, with our whatever, with our clothes, with our shoes, with our purses without everything, right? And you go and show off everybody, here's what I've got for whatever. And the most precious pearl that we have, we're hiding it. And we're not willing to share it with other people. Let's stop at this point. Joshua 24, one to 13, and we'll finish next time, 14 to 33, more and more uh insights of of that uh final uh, uh talk and speech that joshua gave uh, again in shakim the holy land in shakim the holy land that god has given uh us also now his church and his place his his, his house that we can come and we relate the place to the event to the place of the event god bless and uh, and again you know have four minutes if anybody has anything to add or question or anything please uh, do right now.
Yes, I'll do it. That's a great point, Albert. So if you don't hear Albert again, is talking about you're saying that we are in a way, you know, you know, gods by choice, as St. Paul says, slaves by choice, right? By love. But we are also his children, and he's our father by adoption, right? So is there is there a fine line or is there a kind of like a overlap between this and that? I think St. Paul, you know, mentioned it very, very well that yes, in a way that I am his slave, but also I am one in him, right? But does the child, if the child starts to rebel against his father, it's an issue. So being a child doesn't mean that I have the right to disobey. I can negotiate, yes, I can talk, yes, I can argue, yes. But when it comes to, you know, again, the, the, the obedience, I have to obey, right? So being by choice, I am, I am and this is exactly the meaning of submission. You say like, we need to submit to the Lord, right? You can't say, okay, I submit, but you know what? I'm your child and you are my father, so I'm going to go out and do whatever I want to do, right? Because when the prodigal son did this, he was in trouble, right? When he, when he started to, 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 to play with that in his mind and to choose that you are the freedom of the sonship, hey, you want to take your money and go, go. Not your money, you want to take my money and go, go, right? But remember... Right, so I think I think big part of of you know maybe maybe us who are fathers can can relate to this more, <laughs> right? That that you know what I love my son, I love my 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 children, right? And they love me, but at one point, no, we have to be the 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 the, the, the one that can actually uh, set rules, right? And set expectations and set lifestyle, right? So, but all this again, the, the critical thing that it is through love and in love, right? So slave not, not mean that you know what, uh, he's, he's standing with a whip and said, okay, if you do this, here you go. You didn't say good morning to me today. I'm gonna slap, you know, slap you in the face 10 times. No, 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 right? And that's why it's by choice, by love. Again, if you go back again to, to the, the law of the, of, the, of the slave in the Old Testament, it said, but if the slave decided to stay with his master because he loved him, it's mentioned like this, because he loves him, then okay, I don't want to go out because I love you, not because I'm afraid of you. Right. Yes. Yes. But if the adopted son at one point forget that he was in the street, <laughs> you gotta go back to the street. Right? So being a son doesn't mean that I, I take it for granted, right? I'm entitled to the thing. No, you're not entitled. Remember where you were, <laughs> right? Remember where you came from. Good question, very good question. Hope that kind of answer. Anybody wants to add anything at this point? And you, you, you live this more and more as we grow in our relationship. You live this more and more that again, by choice, I'm submitting my life. Whatever you wanna to do to me, do it. For me, do it. I don't care, right? So that, that I know the word slave is very heavy. Like how can we be? We say that we are always his children. We are never slaves. And he said, I will no longer call you slaves. I call you, slaves. right? Yes. But remember also that we have to submit. 
right? And that's why there is, there is, you know, the word itself in Greek is different than the slave, doulos, which is again by choice, like I want to do for you. I'm submitting my life to you. You do whatever you want. Because based on love, because I know you love me, I know you'll have the best thing for me, and I know that I am trying to love you also, and based on that, I am yours. So in this aspect, I'm your slave. I'm not going to question you. <laughs> right. I know, I know, I know where I'm, where I'm coming from, and I appreciate that. Right. And because of that, I want to give you more and more. Right. And I want to submit myself more and more. Very good. God bless. Uh, we'll continue next time again the end of the book, and then we'll maybe uh, just kind of review, uh, have a general. Uh, revision of everything again. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, and we Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you brought us to this hour, this time. Ask, Lord, to bless everything that we learned, every word that you gave us, Lord, every special message that you sent to each one of us, Lord, in order to come to you, Lord, and really understand and appreciate what we have, Lord, that we're living in that age, Lord, we're living in that uh, in the time, Lord, of grace, time of love, time of, uh, of uh, being, Lord, uh, submitting our lives uh, all everything single thing goes to your your love your your authority praying for my brothers and sisters for those who aren't with us for those who are struggling for those who are away from you those who have no one to remember so prayers of all your saints in your name lord hear us and we say our father who art in heaven follow be give us this day forgive us our trespasses forgive those who trespass lead us a temptation but deliver us May the love of God the Father, grace of His only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, with you go in peace with you all. Amen. Have a good night, everyone. You too. Thank Bye you. Bye-bye. God bless.